Living in peace is, I think, a, uh, a extremely important thing. I think we can all agree to that. <laughs> it's obviously been an insanely stressful couple of months here. And maybe the peace in your house is not what it once was. Trying to get back to a place of peace and sanity and all that can be difficult, but with work and dedication, and even though you may not feel that uh, you have it in you, it can usually be done. But what do you do when there's other forces at play? Not just the living, but there's something else, something other than the ones you care about, your loved ones, your family members, that are opposed to that peace that you so desperately seek in your home. Is there a way to live in peace when other forces don't like that idea? On today's episode of Real Ghost Stories Online, EPP episode 300. Can you believe it? We're up to episode 300 of our EPP bonus episodes. We're going to hear some stories about haunted houses, angry spirits of one's grandparents refusing to leave their home the next generation can live in peace there. They just want to keep doing their thing. When they were alive, doing their thing meant a lot of negativity. Then how do you cope when you put your heart and soul into a fixer-upper home that you've always loved since childhood? You see it, you love it. It finally goes on the market. You're an adult, you buy it. You're going to put all your love into it. But guess what? The house rejects you. It ends up tearing your family apart as well. There's that story. And what do you do when you can't escape an entity hell-bent on tormenting you in every single house you move into? Place to place, it comes along for the ride. When you're just trying to live in peace. All those stories on today's EPP bonus episode. Extra podcast person is what EPP stands for. EPP bonus episode 300 of Real Ghost Stories Online. My name is Tony Bruschi. Stay with us. Sometimes people are so attached to their home that even in death, they don't leave. They just, they're good. It's like, you want to move to the light? You want to move on? Nope, I'm good. I'm going to keep doing the dishes over here. Stay at my desk. Keep doing work. Y'all can do whatever, but I'm I'm not leaving. <laughs> no matter what. I guess, you know, you can have that connection. If you're happy, you're content. Maybe there's nothing else and no other place you want to go to. Even if the new living tenants want you out. I guess sometimes the options exist of just saying, no, <laughs> you ain't going to sage me out. There's no salt or crystals or whatever you're going to try and use to get rid of me. I'm good. I am good. A little turkey stuffing never scared me. <laughs> In our next story, we hear about a very interesting encounter. As one moves in with their significant other into the house that one of their grandparents uh, built, lived in, and uh, spent their lives uh, in, and they've since passed away in as well. And they're still there. And they kind of got attitudes. 
they kind of got personality things going on that even while they were alive caused issues and seemingly in death still are causing those issues or being true to themselves. It's quite a story. Take a listen. I have an amazing horror story to tell. Back around 2011, while attending the university, I moved to a very old house that was being repurposed as a student residency. I lived there with several other girls. To make some context before starting the story, there's some key people that concern this tale. First, my husband, who I met at the house. He's a nephew of the landlady who rented me the room. We've been together now for many years. My friends at the house and another close friend from my hometown. I lived in the city for study purposes. I think I had paranormal encounters as a child, too. However, I've never seen anything up front. It's more like a feeling. I also had a premonition about a robbery. I've always had premonitory dreams as well, especially regarding political climate and natural disasters. I moved into this house, and although I loved everything about it, it was more like a museum rather than a house. The grandparents of my husband lived their entire lives there. His grandma took her last breaths in the room where I slept. She had a big diabetes problem, and due to it, she had to be moved downstairs for her last day. His grandpa died outside of the house. However, his and her presence were always strong. In the past, the house had its own paranormal stories. You need to understand, I have so much data about this house. As a regular tenant, I would not have known so much about it. However, being so close to my husband, Armando, I got to know so much about its history. My husband lived in the house for many years, and he used to, as a kid, always check in on his grandpa, who used to be at his home office with a very big and grand desk. His grandpa was a very successful and bad-tempered guy. After he died, my husband felt he could always see him out of the corner of his eye, sitting at his desk working, just like the days when he wandered the realm of the living. His grandma was also a tough cookie. She had several miscarriages in the house, and the complete family dynamic was, although loving and with support, very rocky at times. My husband believes that his grandma was bipolar. Around when he was 15, he moved into the house again, living with my brother-in-law alone in that immense house. This house has seven rooms, a dining room, a huge kitchen, a balcony, a patio, and an annex. You do the math. He had a party where a friend of his started to feel incredibly ill. He said he saw a man standing over the desk, which was moved to the second living room and then fainted right on the spot. Things moved, rattled, and made inexplicable sounds since the start. Once I asked my husband if he thought something evil lived in the house or just the spirits of his grandparents, he answered that indeed something was off. When he moved back into the house, it seemed like they found pushed down crosses and Bibles all over the place, misplaced candles and other different paraphernalia. According to the entire block, the nurse that cared for both seniors at some point practiced witchcraft. I moved into the house, and it was creepy. I'm not going to lie. However, I thought it was cool living on a house with so much history and that I always wanted to live in a haunted house. It started so small. Strange sounds in the kitchen at night, weird shadows, knocking on doors from no physical stimuli. We were used to this sort of thing. 
He thought it was maybe a prankster spirit. One of the people that lived in the house got locked outside, even the lock from the inside of the house, and nobody was there. This was our daily life. We had a close encounter being by myself that really freaked me out. I was in the kitchen alone, singing and having breakfast when the swinging door started moving weirdly. This kind of odd thing happens, catches the corner of your eye. To avoid being spooked out, and since I wasn't really in a place mentally to be thinking about the dead, I opened it completely. Problem solved. Sat back down and then there was a sound behind me. Someone kicked the locked door that connected the kitchen with the second living room. I ran as fast as I could, searching for who was messing with me. However, no one was there. I grabbed my sandwich and decided maybe that morning was a stay-at-your-room type of breakfast. I think the real trigger to everything that happened after was us breaking a very old glass case that had old crystal figurines inside. We were painting a wall without permission, and one of my friends bumped into it. Of course, we fixed it, and it's as good as new today. However, at the time, very strange things started to happen, including a full-bodied apparition. My friend was watching movies in the living room with her boyfriend and another friend and her respected boyfriend as well. She went to the kitchen to check on the popcorn and when she turned around, after a draft of air caught her attention, she looked from the bottom to top. A pair of old shoes, white ankles, the bottom of a white dress. She couldn't see and ran out of the kitchen crying and screaming, I saw a ghost. After that, we also had a gathering. Now that I think about it, this happened often whenever strange people visited the house. And this was the night we all heard three distinctive knocks on a wood wall. We all went to sleep after that. However, something was obviously not sleeping. I heard what sounded like someone running up and down the stairs in a very frantic way. That's where we're going to pause this week's EPP bonus episode preview of Real Ghost Stories Online to hear the rest of EPP bonus episode 300 and get access to all 300 bonus episodes. Well, I need you to become an EPP, an extra podcast person. You sign up to do that at ghostpodcast.com or patreon.com slash real ghost stories. We'll hear the rest of this story and see if peace is ever found. Also, how do you cope when you put your heart and soul into a fixer upper home you've always loved and it rejects you and your family? Then what do you do when you can't escape an entity that's hell bent on tormenting you no matter where you're living? House to house, it follows. We'll get to those stories. And like I said, you get access to all 300 bonus episodes. You get advanced episodes of our program. You get our Amazon best-selling book, the ebook version of it, and you get our audio book as well. When you become an EPP, extra podcast person, let's go to ghostpodcast.com or patreon.com slash real ghost stories. Check it out. And thank you for supporting real ghost stories online. <laughs>